Charlotte, if that is the thing that takes me out of the believability and immersion of this world, then I've already lost the plot. <laughs> oh God! That's I'm like, look, fun. I can accept, I can accept everything I've seen so far, but I can't take the fact that his mouth isn't really moving yet he's speaking King's English with a Southern accent. Like I, yeah, that no. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Castle Bravo, a Godzillaverse retrospective. I'm Derek. And I'm Charlotte. And we're two siblings here to examine the history of the Godzilla franchise, one movie at a time. We're joined today by SDGC creator and fellow host, John Phipps. John, what's up, bud? Yeah, I'm here to talk about this movie I saw. (laughs) (laughs) So, when when we were planning guests... um, I very specifically chose today's movie for you. I didn't let you choose. I chose it for you. That's a story of my entire life. <laughs> because you um you do not have much in the way of history with Godzilla. Right? Correct. Yeah. No, that's yeah. an a very accurate statement. Yeah, you I think before now you had seen I think at least the first legendary movie. Right. Yes. What? No. So I actually. So on your recommendation, I watched the, like the first Godzilla movie. You did like watch I, the original, yeah. the original Godzilla movie, and I saw the one that came out like in two thousand. Um, but I haven't seen anything since. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so you've seen uh, a masterpiece and an American movie, who's I'm trying to withhold my opinions on until I can revisit them. Um, but yeah, then, then we showed you today's oh. movie and, and we'll get to why that's funny. And, and now of he'll course, never watch another Godzilla movie. Again. Well, of course, <laughs> I've also seen the masterpiece that is, uh, uh, Roland Emmerich's, uh, Godzilla movie. Yes. Uh, that came out in what, 1999 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you've seen before now you've seen three Godzilla movies, all the ones that are just called Godzilla. Actually. Yeah. And also like when you say I've seen three Godzilla movies, I feel like you need a citation. Um, right. So I've seen a real Godzilla movie and two Godzilla movies that are okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause the original is a fucking masterpiece, but I love, no, no, I actually really enjoyed the original. Yeah. For what it's worth, we picked you for a bad one today, but I, I, I did pick a very good one for you down the road as well to make up for what I've put you through today. Yeah. You need, yeah. You owe me that <laughs> Charlotte. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing good. Just good? I, it's always just good. I but that's better than I bad. I don't use um, exaggerative language very often. Like, I, I, I would never describe myself as being like, great or awesome. Like, I'm yeah. good. <laughs> I'm and fucking good killing it. Life me. rules right now. <laughs> like, I got no. some, some games for like 30 bucks that would have cost $900 if I bought them in English. Hell yeah. I've been, uh, I've, I've been following along on uh, Twitter with some of your recent treasure finds and it's incredibly charlotte core uh okay so so far on castle bravo we have talked about a lot of godzilla movies a lot of non-godzilla movies uh i think most relevant to today season two we came in kind of worried about what would happen when we moved away from ishiro honda directing godzilla movies Mm. we were surprised to find out we we quite liked the Jun Fukuda era of Godzilla that we have seen so far. That was uh, Ibira, Horror of the Deep, and Son of Godzilla. 
And then Ishiro Honda came back and directed Destroy All Monsters in 1968, which was incredible. It's the last episode that we did. We had a blast. Um, now it is the year 1969. Nice. Nice. And Ishiro Honda is back only a year after they intended to end the Godzilla franchise with a new movie called All Monsters Attack, also known as Godzilla's Revenge. This movie, clocking in at only an hour and 10 minutes, is effectively an anti-bullying children's special uh, that uses a ton of stock footage, specifically from Ibira Horror of the Deep, Son of Godzilla, and Destroy All Monsters. It is not entirely stock footage, but a lot of it is stock footage. Um, this, this movie has kind of a, an infamous reputation among Godzilla fans, and I think it's somewhat earned. We'll get into that as we you know, move along. But this was a bad time for me and John. So we watched the, me and John together, watched the original American version, Godzilla's Revenge, and Charlotte watched the Japanese version. And then I went back and rewatched it in Japanese, and then Charlotte checked out some clips of the English version so that we could be very familiar. Because I think a lot of Godzilla fans will have seen Godzilla's Revenge on VHS. It was very common in like video stores through the 80s and 90s. So it's English one that I think assaulted me. Yes. I think a ton of people have probably seen the American version of this movie specifically. And while I did want to inflict that psychic damage on John, yeah, I also wanted to be able to speak to maybe the original intention of this movie. But I've rambled on long enough. Charlotte, why don't you tell us what happens in All Monsters Attack? All right. So more than you would think happens in this movie for something that's just over an hour and contains a lot of stock footage. But I would say it's pretty like, <clears throat> it's pretty standard, like Honda, as far as like the story beats go. Yeah, so, like you start and no, you know, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. What do you mean you don't know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't know that I would call these standard Honda story beats. I um, would. Well, let's let's like, let's get get along, and we can we can litigate this as I we go. I will explain myself to you by the end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, so the the movie begins and they they're singing this funny little children's song, right? Um, with like different past shots of the monsters because again, there's a lot of stock footage in this movie. Um, and some kids are walking home from school. It's, uh, oh, Ichiro and oh, Sachiko. can we speak? We're talking about the intro. So in yeah. in the original version, of course, it's a very like children's Japanese like kindergarten kind of song. You know, very like peppy morning radio kind of shit. Um, and in American, in the American release, that has been removed and replaced with what can only be called pre-70s cosmic funk. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> present all throughout the, it's like, yeah, no, yeah, I, it's like, wow, I love watching well, it, two monsters fight to each other to Parliament Funkadelic. Like, it's really, yeah. it's really <laughs> What's groovy. What's funny is like, as, as, as infamously kind of awful like i love it but it is kind of awful the american opening is 
it kind of closer fits to the musical tone of the movie, which is very funkadelic in a lot of places. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're walking home and Ichiro, which is like the main boy, um, here's this car like backfired. And he's like, oh, that sounds just like Minira. I, I guess. Um, but then the song like comes around to its point and like one of the lines in the in the Japanese version of the song is like Megaton smoke and exhaustion. Those are the real monsters because it's like a it's like a kid song about environmentalism. So, you know, it's not terrible. Paired up along all these like shots of like factories and trains and things like that. Right, right. If there's one thing I know children love, it's environmentalism. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Honda was doing his best. Yeah. Um, So they pass by a train track and like Mm. this this train goes by and Ichiro's dad is uh, at the front of the train and he tells him to take care of his mom because he has to stay at work tonight. He's not going to be able to make it home. Um. And then Ichiro picks up this vacuum tube off the ground and takes it with him because it looks cool. And the, the father sits down with one of his coworkers and he's like, I'm really worried that my son is, is too shy and he's also a latchkey kid, so I just worry about him in general. Um, and they're reading the paper and the paper has something about two thieves that have made off with 50 million yen. And so as they keep going, Ichiro tries to convince Sachiko to go play in an abandoned building but then they're like headed off by some bullies and the bullies basically convince him to, to hand over the vacuum tube. And they're like, if you want this back, you have to go startle the man on a ladder over there by honking his motorcycle horn. The, at the him. cowboy that is painting a sign, the cowboy painting the a sign who apparently has a motorcycle. I bet that dude is, is fucking wild to see going through the city, a cowboy <laughs> on a motorcycle in Tokyo. Hell yeah. Yeah. Just another day at the office for me. Uh, Ichiro does the right thing he refuses uh, and then some police drive by and then it on the radio it's talking about how uh, it it is actually two thieves for sure it's two people that have made off with the 50 million yen so Ichiro goes inside and he grabs he grabs his key from this toy consultant named Minami who's working on a computer it's a kitty computer um, and he hits a button on the computer and it shows a video of Apollo 11 on the moon. And Ichiro's like, I don't really care about that. I want I would rather be on Monster Island than on the moon. I want to talk about how weird it was this this moment specifically, because, of course, I saw this movie probably in the mid late 90s um, and computers were a rarity in people's houses in, you know, like 96, 97, but not completely unheard of. I had computers in my house that early. Um, and it was weird to see this retro idea of a computer, but it wasn't completely impossible to think of. But this movie was made in 1969. And right. I think their ideas on audio video fidelity on home computers were maybe a little generous. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, toy maker dude is creepy as fuck. Okay. I have, I've got a question about this guy. Was he, or was he not the kid's uncle or was he just a creepy doll maker? I think he's just who, like a neighbor. He's just a guy. That the, the kid gets along with, well, here's the thing. The parents leave a house key with him. So like he has to know, the the parents some and there's clearly an arrangement where he kind of keeps an eye on the kid 
you know, when the when the parents are working late and kind of keeps keeps track of him some. I don't um, know how I feel about that. But yeah, it's he's just the weird neighbor dude who makes toys alone in his apartment. And in retrospect, that's a lot of red flags. It is. I mean, okay, but you also gotta think about how like in like in the more rural areas of Japan, like even nowadays, they would like leave those those food stands unattended and have like little notes that are like just leave the money. Like there's a lot of interpersonal trust as like a, Yeah. Culturally, yeah, very different from, you know, the late 60s in the United States. So, yeah, so like, yeah, it comes off as like being really kind of weird to us. But like to them, that was probably like he he is kind of just like a weird uncle, you know? Yeah. But yeah, so Ichiro laments Mm. that he couldn't get his vacuum tube back and he goes home and he eats his snack and he watches TV and he pulls out like half of a computer, just like a like a board and some parts on it. I thought it was it, it was like a bad attempt at like a makeshift radio. I, well, he calls it computer. Yeah. And at least in the Japanese version, because he's like, computer, take me to Monster Island. So that's what he was going for. At yeah. Least. But he does start playing pretend and he's like, computer, take me to Monster Island. Um, and he imagines taking a plane there. Um, and then he's just on Monster Island and he's like watching from the bushes while it replays the, the scenes of Godzilla fighting Kamakuras. And then uh, from the same bushes, he's watching... Godzilla fight like Gorosaurus, and then Manda's there, and Giras is there. Giant Condor is there. Hey, hey kids, don't you I, like Godzilla monsters? Here's some of your favorites. Stock I just, footage. I just realized that this movie is God's the, like Godzilla's version of where the wild things are. Basically, in yeah, a way, yeah, yeah, because the kid's just imagining, you know, it, it during the day. He's just daydreaming about going to Monster Island and seeing his favorite monsters. Which fair, is I'm weird because how would you be a fan? Like uh, these are not fictional monsters in in this world. Like like they're real. Godzilla wrecked ass in Tokyo in 1954, right? They've saved the world from aliens multiple times, and just a year ago, well, actually, it would be 30 years in the future. They would fucking destroy half the world. But um, <laughs> yeah, fucking don't hold that monsters. against them. Like, yeah, but it's just like it's it's weird to think that kids it's very meta because obviously kids were big fans of godzilla and all these monsters but would you be in the world of godzilla and ishiro honda posits yes you would be how could you not giant monsters are cool i don't think that this takes place in the actual like world where godzilla is a real thing are you sure though because i I apollo 11's on the moon but they already had a moon base prior to this well the moon base is in 1999 though remember and destroy all monsters but there's also like in um I mean there's like an alien moon base prior to this because yeah. that's where Ghidorah is. I mean look, they I blew up no the moon in Gorath. So although Gorath <laughs> is technically not canon to this, but Gorath is canon to a future movie and they blew up the moon. Absolutely. So <laughs> John's like, what in the fuck? No, 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 I'm right there with you. Like that, that's 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 established canon. Sure. Yeah, definitely. I've I've argued this. I've argued this uh, at many dinner tables over many years. So I think, but you're right, Charlotte. Like it's, it, I guess it's possible to read this through the lens of like not being like real, but yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's just I thought that was anyway. So. He's, he's watching all these, these monsters fight Godzilla, and then he falls down a hole while running away from a Kamakuras that knows, notices him. Um, and he climbs a rope up and out that gets lowered for him. And then Minnie is there. Oh, no. 
and just starts talking to him. Hey, hey, kids! Yeah, in, yeah. in the English version, yeah. Hello, he has he a voice like, like this. He sounds kind of like Redneck Barney. Actually, you know what? You know what, uh, Derek? If I could interject for a minute, I have been thinking for all of like I don't know, fifteen minutes about who that that guy sounded like, and I realized that he sounded like the clown from Billy Madison. Oh my God! <laughs> hey kids, I'm back. I bet you thought that I was dead. Like yeah. it's it, that. That's it. There's kind of some Barney Fife going on there a little bit. Like I, yeah. I lost it when that thing opened its mouth and started. I was like, <laughs> okay. Like, Make I no was mistake. Like, its mouth does not open and close when it talks. <laughs> it just kind of. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Charlotte, if that is if that is the thing that takes me out of the believability and immersion <laughs> of this world, then I've already lost the plot. <laughs> oh God! I'm like, look, I can accept I can accept everything I've seen so far, but I can't take the fact that uh, that that his mouth isn't really moving yet. He's speaking uh, uh, he's speaking the king's English with a southern accent. Like I, yeah, that no. It's it's wild because my my one of my first thoughts went to Barney, right? How could you not? Damn. He has that same kind of dopiness to his voice, and but but Barney would not be created for like over fifteen years after this movie was brought to the U.S. Somebody watched this and was like, somebody. Somebody watched this and and <laughs> took entirely the wrong things away from it. Also worth noting, uh, Minnie is now child sized, um, just because they yeah. needed the actor in the suit. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What was this thing's name? Minya. Well, that's a that's a problem. Is his Minya name Minya. is technically Minira, because Mini Gojira, right? So technically, if you wanted to have an English version of the name, it would be Minila like mini Godzilla, but the old dubs always called him Minya, like M-I-N-Y-A kind of is how you'd pronounce it. Um, his name is now, his name is now Marlboro Ferguson. <laughs> he's, he's a crackhead Pillsbury Doughboy. Like that's really the important thing. And now he's, he's real child sized instead of half Godzilla sized because we needed him to be like on screen with the kid. He looked like an entity made out of silly putty, given like horrible on life. <laughs> God left me unfinished. <laughs> Please kill me. I live every day in spite of my creator. <laughs> every day I hold my essence together is another day one. <laughs> Jesus. My continued existence is a blasphemy. <laughs> anyway, go, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a monster on the island now named Gabara, which is named after um, Ichiro's bully. And he it's also bullying Minya now. So It's crazy how that yeah. works. How would they have the exact yeah. same name? That's so wild. What a great coincidence. And Minya has a bully too. Wild. I also want to point out that 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 Godzilla is an awful father because Minya is very clearly throughout the movie blowing smoke rings. Uh, and I, I, any any living being that young should not be smoking. The, you got to take the his away. <laughs> the dangers of cigarettes are real and documented. 
I, I don't believe that it's proper for Godzilla to do it. The FDA has never proven that vape juice will cause popcorn <laughs> lung. <laughs> it's fine. I look like something from inside your lungs anyway. <laughs> so Ichiro's mom calls Minami, the, the toy guy, uh, to tell him to tell Ichiro that she won't be home tonight. Um, and then the, the police say that the thieves, the money thieves, are hiding somewhere near near his mom's workplace. So Minami goes and he, he tells Ichiro that his mom won't be over tonight and offers to eat dinner together so he doesn't have to eat alone. Yeah, so fucking Ichiro's hot cool pot, that. man. Yeah. Like, that actually got me hungry. Like, I was like, I was, that was the best part of the movie. Honestly, probably. Because <laughs> I was like, that shit looked like, oh, that, that, like, tender, that tender beef. Yeah. Like, just, oh. Yeah. Mm. You got like a real shabu shabu. I, yeah. I love that you had like a nice 12 second shot of that kid just shoveling food into his gullet. Like, <laughs> like do you remember that? Like it was way the table. too long. He was just sitting. It was like that sex scene in um in uh, the Watchmen on the spaceship that just went on way too long. Some Are you sure you this is just, the comparison you want to make? <laughs> yes, because because both made me horribly uncomfortable. And I, I'm like, okay stop it like and end the scene that kid's just like mm. there's no dialogue yeah. he's just eating he's, he's just, just shoveling mm. food into his face also there is a massive there's there's like a 40 on the table <clears throat> oh yeah right? the kid was yeah. yeah he was absolutely <laughs> he absolutely letting the kid drink i mean well they've like kids smoke in the, in the Back the, I do back not then, believe yeah. that Ishiro Honda was <laughs> intending to portray that the child was <laughs> sipping know. out of a 40 of malt liquor or that's shoju the, or whatever it Derek, was. Derek, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's the headcanon I choose But it, the bottle was closer to the kid than it was to the uh, the adult. Not by much, but from the that's, perspective, it sure looked like that. So. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Yeah, yeah. So Ichiro runs outside to play. They actually haven't eaten yet. We just talked about the eating scene already. Yeah, because it's great. Um, yeah. He gets caught by the bullies again, and he runs, um, and he runs inside an abandoned building nearby, and there he finds a new vacuum tube, and he vows not to lose this one to the bullies. Uh, he looks outside, the bullies are starting to show up, but they get distracted by a police car and run away, and then a locker door nearby falls open, and it reveals a headset, which he takes, and then he also grabs an unassuming little booklet off the ground, um, and then he heads upstairs. And upstairs, the money thieves are actually hiding in a cabinet, but he doesn't notice them. Um, Ichiro flees when he hears more sirens. And then the thieves realize that uh, one of them has lost his passport with his license and everything. I do um, want to bring turns up, up that's that what Ichiro picked up. As is common for this movie, the English voices for these two are miserable. Those two oh, I didn't they're hear. Great. They're great. Oh, it's... Um, well, one of the guys has very like like Barney Fife again, but b- pitched real high. Um, just the complete doofus like voice. And the other yeah. one, the other one sounds like this. But also, the problem is he also suffers from like whoever was doing that was not close to the microphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all of his voice lines sound kind of like. Um, he sounds like uh, he sounds like. He sounds like incel Solid Snake. Oh no. Oh, I dislike that. That's exactly, what he, that's exactly what he sounds like. <laughs> um, As he sips so Ichiro, his, tro- his cough syrup. Yeah. That, that be- I didn't that. know what that was, but I was that's, like, there's no way that's syrup. alcohol. Yeah. It's cough syrup. 
What, this is like, a children's like, movie, and that man regularly, there were regularly scenes dedicated I mean, to that man. Long shots of him pulling a bottle, a, a little brown bottle, out of his jacket pocket and taking a swig of it. Derek, did you not hear his voice? He had a sore throat the entire movie, and he was just <laughs> chugging NyQuil. He was chugging cough syrup. Yeah, to, to uh, but the fucking old school parts. cough syrup that had cocaine in it. True. So Ichiro heads inside. Um, one of the thieves is tracking him back to his house. Uh, and Ichiro... Did we mention it's because of the driver's license, or did I cut you off? I did say that, but I think we may have talked at the same time. Yes. Ichiro picked up the guy's like whole booklet with like his passport and driver's license and everything in it. Um, so he was tracking him back home. Ichiro does take a second to like play with a car that's outside for sale. Um, I, I'm noting that because it's important. Um, so this is when... Minami and Ichiro. Oh no! Together. Oh no, Charlotte! Because you you didn't yeah. um, watch the English version, you missed uh, a case of unnecessary homophobia. Oh, I'm really glad I missed that. Yeah, no the uh, <laughs> the guy that comes out that is is selling that car that interrupts uh, or that 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 first stops the kid and then talks to the robbers for a bit oh yeah yeah he has the most very like camp gay but like it's 1970s camp gay it's very lispy and very high and oh my gosh are you here to see this like it doesn't have the i can't Mm. undo the southern from my camp but like it's very like it's very like stereotypically like sissy and dandy kind of voice and i was like you didn't need to do this. <laughs> you didn't need to do any of the, what's in this movie. I don't mean to say that uh, that is somehow worse than the inherent racism of much of the dub, um, but you didn't have to, to do that. <laughs> That's splash damage. Every decision they made seems like it was the worst possible decision to make. What, for the, uh, for the English version? 100%. Yeah. There's a lot of that going around with this film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now Minami and Ichiro eat together. Um, Minami has a new toy that he's making, and he's basically like, okay, for, for eating this meal, you'll repay me by giving me your opinion on this toy. Um, the police show up, and they ask Minami about his car, because that's his car. It's being sold outside. Um, and they basically just warn him, because thieves are out here stealing cars. And the thieves now know where, like exactly where Ichiro lives, so they get ready to, to get their license back. And Ichiro revisits Monster Island in his sleep. And this time, Gabra chases him. Um, Minya gets upset about the way that Godzilla treats him and is like, I have to learn to live on my own. Um, Which is funny because the the English version is a little different. Um, The English version makes it more like Godzilla is not neglectful, but is trying to teach Minya to be self-sufficient. Um, because like Minya talks about like, oh, I guess we'll have to go find my dad. I've been hiding from him. Um, you know, he's trying to teach me to fight my own battles, but yeah, the Japanese version is a little bit closer to like son of Godzilla, where it's very clear. Godzilla kind of just doesn't want to be involved with this fucking child he found. Yeah. And then they watch Godzilla fight Ebira and then he fights Kumonga. And they're, like, narrating the fights the whole time. And then there's a part where, like, Minya actually appears in the shots. Um, and so Minya, like, walks over there. Blowing but smoke ha- still has the, the voiceover, like, in the clips. Um, Gabara, like, reappears. But this time Minya grows. 
Yeah, he just like, there's a shower. Ultraman sizes up because yeah, and and his 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 a uh, weird Ken doll crotch is yes, right in the center. Thank of the you. Oh my yes. god! It shoves his crotch right like it's like the camera when he's growing and and, and like he he it, he's it's not like he's you see he just like gets it's like they zoom in. He just on, slide on, on shows bigger, model. but yeah. his his crotch but does his, remain center frame, his, no his matter how big he they, gets. But like, no, they focus right on that on his like lizard dick. Yeah, and it's just there boom, isn't. Boom, boom. And like, and I was I did not. I was like, no, I wasn't prepared for this. Like, this was the point. This was the point where I was like looking at my clock. I was like, this movie's over soon, right? Like, like <laughs> you were like it's halfway. <laughs> Fuck. I was like, it's got to be soon. It's got to be soon. Somehow, this is one of the shorter movies that we've watched. Maybe the shortest, but this felt like the longest movie. I think the only one that might be as short, if not shorter, I think Varen the Unbelievable was similarly very short. It didn't feel... But Varen the Unbelievable also had an extremely troubled production. Um, Right. So... So, Minya tries to fight Gabra. Does very little to him. Um, And so they... Ichiro and Minya... Run away. I love Gabra kicks. Gabra like rolls him up. First off, Gabra picks him up, just slams him around a bit and then rolls him into a ball and kicks him like a soccer ball. Yeah. At Ichiro. (laughs) And like Minya shrinks as he's rolling so that he's normal size by the time he reaches Ichiro. But um, oh, my God. Fucking owned. Fucking owned. There's nothing wrong with that at all. No, it's what Minya deserves. Honestly, I'm on Gabra's side. (laughs) <laughs> like I don't want to get ahead of and like push back against the message of this movie but like Gabra's in the right I'm team Gabra yeah absolutely that goes against everything you're supposed to be feeling but <laughs> yeah well um, you know what this you, you know what that's, give me a that, more sympathetic that, protagonist the, yeah give me a give me a protagonist that isn't just doesn't look like a like a butter, butter and ashtray disaster <laughs> like just give me Give me anything else, literally. I can't. I think empathize. it's. I think it's because I watched the Japanese version. I mean, look at that like, thing. I can't oh empathize with that. Like, I can't. I can't feel bad for that. Like, it. It's not supposed to exist, and yet here it is. It's walking the <laughs> earth. Yeah. Uh, so they they run away, and there's jets flying over the island. Godzilla fights off the jets, and then he sits down and he beckons Minya over uh, to try to teach him how to use atomic breath, uh, which is the the scene where he like gets his tail stepped on. Um, and then Ichiro gets grabbed by the thieves in his sleep, and which he envisions in the dream as the the leaves like coming alive and grabbing yeah. him, which is actually a pretty good shot because you yeah. did not see Leaf Man in the foliage until after it had already grabbed him. So yeah. I'm gonna give him that one. Uh, Minami does come mm. to try to check on him, but the door is locked. So uh, the thieves bring That's him back to that suspicious. abandoned building. It's it is, but he's just like eh. <laughs> he goes home. I don't like um, this kid anyway. Uh, the thieves bring him back to that abandoned building, and they grab the license, and then they go to steal Manami's car outside. But Manami's eating at a street vendor booth, so he's he's distracted. Um, Ichiro like slowly covers this hole with newspaper, and like like really hoping one of the one of the thieves will fall down the hole that he's covered up, uh, and then he starts chanting Minia's name. And he like goes back to Monster Island in his mind, and 
Minya is fighting Gabra again, and Gabra has like these electric attacks. Yeah, he, he like, basically can just channel electricity <laughs> from like his horn down through his arms. Yeah. So yeah, I wish he, I could do that. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. You gotta remember, up to this point, Godzilla monsters have not really had powers, right? They've just been big things. Hmm. Um right. Godzilla has his atomic breath, and King Ghidorah has those, you know, gravity bolts, but Godzilla and King Ghidorah are the only monsters with what seem like what you could call powers. And here's Gabra, and Gabra's just yeah, zappy hands. Yeah. Actually, kind of, we'll get into it, but I, I do think Gabra is kind of interesting. I'm Team Gabra, I'm telling you. <laughs> uh, so, Minya runs back to Godzilla, and Godzilla's like, uh, no, need to fight that thing. And so Minya goes back and tries again, continues to get shocked, and then Godzilla finally steps in. Um, Gabra ends up stepping on, like, a downed tree, and then Minya jumps on the other side like a seesaw, and it gets launched away. Uh, which... That that's right when I sent you that that scene about what they call Gabra in that particular situation. Yeah. Derek. Yeah. Um and then Godzilla and Minya are like celebrating and hugging. But then Gabra like tries to bite Godzilla's leg. And then Godzilla finally is like, you know what? No, I'm done. And actually fights Gabra. Um and then after beating up Gabra, Godzilla turns towards Ichiro like he's about to kill him. But Ichiro does wake up. I do want to um, talk about so because of course first Minya seesaw tosses Gabra, and Gabra does that fucking somersault through the air to land on his face, and then when he's fighting Godzilla, Godzilla picks him up and just fucking shoulder chucks him through the air, yeah. <laughs> and once again throws this motherfucker right on his face, and um, God, it's hard not to feel kind of bad for Gabra. No, it's not. <laughs> 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 John hates like, everyone John, in this movie. John was just like, hell yeah, somebody got their ass whooped. At this point, at this point, I would like every everybody involved, not just in the movie, but in the making of this movie. Like in like I, I'm like, I wish like God. basically it's like, you know, um I have no um my pain is sharp and constant, and I don't hope for a better tomorrow for anyone at this point. <laughs> Damn. Uh so one of the thieves grabs Ichiro because he's like screaming from, from the nightmare because he thinks he's about to be eaten. Um, and the thieves have decided they're going to take Ichiro hostage. Uh, and they are, they're trying to get away using Minami's car, but it won't start. And so in the backseat of the car, Ichiro finally gets his gag off and starts running away. And he like mimics one of Minia's biting attacks from earlier to get away. And he heads back into the abandoned building and hides in there. And the thieves go in there trying to find him. Um, and he evades him for a while uh, while Manami outside finally realizes that something's going on with his car. And he like, gets in there. He finds the money bag, immediately calls the police. Wrong. You keep some of that money. You stuff like two <laughs> bundles in your pockets and pretend that they weren't there. Then you call the police. Well, and then... Uh, it's what? insured. Yeah. <laughs> it's already this been is, This stolen. is a recorded conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go on the record. <laughs> Um, that's a finder's fee (laughs) it's the bank's money it's not like they robbed an old folks home or an animal shelter it's a fucking bank Derek I agree with you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that that hole that Ichiro covered earlier finally pays off one of the the thieves falls into it 
And then the other one's like tripping over everything and Ichiro just starts throwing trash at him. Uh, but he pulls out this knife and Ichiro like sprays him with a fire extinguisher. And finally the police show up and they, they see Ichiro and the thieves leaving the building. Uh, the thieves get arrested and then like Ichiro goes back home. Ichiro's mom is there the next day. She's like, okay, I'm sorry. I won't work nights anymore. But Ichiro's like, no, it's fine. I can handle myself, clearly. Yeah. Uh, and the reporters show up uh, while Ichiro's on his way to school and ask him about it. Like, what happened? How'd you feel? And he's like, no, nah, I wasn't alone. Minia was with me. And then Minami's like, for adults, there is God. But for children, there is Minia, the God. Which explains a lot about children. Um, that's so weird start because in, in 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 okay so this is one of the only times where I think the American version might have done something better which is basically mm. they talk about how we all have like people we look up to to inspire us and for this kid monsters are his inspiration yeah that makes way more sense than Mania the god yeah who boy Mania is god really <laughs> uh, no that's a world I don't want to be a part of. <laughs> it's the world this movie takes place. I'm in. not God, but he did create me in his image. <laughs> uh, so Sachiko and Ichiro start walking to school. They get headed off by the bullies again. And the bullies are like, you're finally cool. Do you want to join us? And he's like, no, I hate bullies. And he fights Gabara and wins. And then he just. He, he goes and he honks the motorcycle horn they were daring him to honk anyway, startling the guy on the ladder, and he gets paint all over him, so all the kids are running away. And Ichiro runs past his dad in the, in the train again, and he's like, hey, I did the thing behind me, please apologize for me. Um, and then yeah, he, he like, screams an apology to the painter. Yeah, he like, he's, like, he's like, I'm sorry my son assaulted you. Like, and then yeah. he gets out and like, tries to fight the guy. <laughs> well, to be fair, all, all Ichiro did was honk the motorcycle horn. It's not like Ichiro the cowboy. threw yeah threw paint at the cowboy. The cowboy did that to himself. Well, oh, I don't mean to defend I don't know. I this feel like the cowboy was kid. a real victim. Because here's the thing: let's you know for a movie that's about like anti-bullying, he sure does immediately after defeating his bully go and do the thing that the bully asked him to do. That's what I was going to say to win the bully's approval. So a little bit of a like, mixed what is message, this message there. Uh, but yeah, he screams an apology back to the painter, and then the kids go to school, and that's it. That was the whole movie. That's the movie. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm really angry at you for forcing me to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's, so here's, here's the thing. Um, let's talk about the monsters before we go into uh, getting into behind the movie. So... First and foremost is Minya, who I think is the same suit. I know it's still um, Machan the dwarf playing Minya. Um, I think it's the same suit that we saw in Son of Godzilla and Destroy All Monsters. But it's really upsetting to see it next to just a human child. I don't yes. like it. He's got five teeth total, which might explain why he I can't thought he, talk. I, I, I counted three. He's got three on top and two on the bottom. Okay. But they're like also just long pegs. R weirdly long pegs. I hate it. Somebody got somebody got some kebab skewers and was yeah. like, we need teeth in this costume. Um, get those kebab skewers from, like, from lunch. Like fucking gerbil teeth. 
And then uh, there's also a like an animatronic head they use in a couple of close ups, which was deeply unsettling. Yeah. Um, look, we ragged on Mina so hard in Son of Godzilla, and clearly we don't have that out of our system yet. <laughs> Mina is like the most controversial part of of Godzilla fandom. In, in, at least in regards to the Showa era at this point. And I cannot stress enough, like, your, you, how you feel about this movie is going to be tied directly to how much Mina you can stomach. Which, in my case, is yeah. almost none. None. Yeah. Zero. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. Somehow it looked way more melted than I remember. <laughs> It's, it's weathered <laughs> after a couple of years. Well, that's because, well, no, like, like that's because the numerous uh, souls of murdered people that they use to give life to the Minya uh, automaton uh, slowly, kind of like the Wendigo, like when it possesses a person, uh, according to Algonquin lore, like it quickly decays the body of the person because of the because of the like the sheer darkness within it. Like I imagine that's probably what hap- what's happening. See, here. I was <laughs> that's my theory. I was just going to ask if y'all remember Frosty the Snowman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. But um I do in fact remember Frosty. But yeah, Minya Minya's rough. Um and just like Son of Godzilla was very heavily impacted by how much Minya you could handle, so is this movie. The difference is Son of Godzilla didn't have this much Minya and most of the time well, none of the time he was fucking talking. I'll give you that. Uh, that makes this so much worse. What was the what was the uh, what was the thinking behind that particular creative decision? Um, like, I mean, you got to remember this was a movie made and targeted directly at children. So I, I like you have to give it a bit of leeway. This was not meant to be a big sci-fi blockbuster. This was a children's movie about bullying released as part of a film festival cobbled together from a lot of stock footage. So I do want to get, and, and again, like the Japanese version is a lot better by virtue of the fact that it isn't awfully fucking racist. But, um, I do, I do think it's pretty cool that they taught you. Like, I think the, like the core message of the movie is if you see anything like, uh, like that horrible abomination in real life, bully it. Yeah. Like you should absolutely bully that. thing. Yeah. Um, it's, like the movie's about bullying, uh, but the solution to bullying is beat beat up your bullies. Absolutely. Which honestly, yeah. I mean, kind of Honda, I'm kind of with you. Maybe like maybe beat up your bullies. Beat the shit out of your maybe, bullies. They won't maybe, bully you again. Maybe yeah. kick the shit out of your bullies. Maybe it's yeah. justified. You're gonna get suspended from school, but like Nobody's going to nobody's going to screw with you anymore. Yeah, I look, I'm going to say this as somebody who is mercilessly fucking bullied, um, not reacting, never stopped any of the people who bullied me. You want to know the yeah. one motherfucker who did stop bullying me is the person that I fought back against. And uh, I mean, he still beat my ass, but like I fought back and he never fucked with me no more. So like maybe I should have fought more people in middle school is what I'm saying. I, I, absolutely. Yeah. I'll endorse that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that is a, a an official message from us here at Castle Bravo. That's what I tell bullies. my son, my my fourteen year old, like fight as many people as you can. Well, <laughs> the bullies, your bullies, well, like bad guys. Not just, I, I said, well, no, 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 no. I specified that. I told him. I said, when you're at school and you see a bully, 
I want you to become vengeance. Become God, the knight. I say this, but I like, am Team Gabra. So, but that really has more to do with my intense, visceral hatred of Minya. Uh, I will gladly be a hypocrite in that one instant. I guess, I guess my whole thing about that and the reason that I'm not like enthusiastically endorsing being Team Gabra is because like Minya is clearly just Tira. You well, and right. Ichiro's just a kid. Ichiro the kid doesn't deserve to be bullied. He's just a kid yeah. out there living his life. He's got no parenting. He's you know got himself a little girlfriend. He he has a, an active imagination. Great, good kid. Nothing wrong with that. Um, it is not. But he he could have chosen a better persona. Is really I guess what I'm trying to get at. Technically, he'd be a scaly. <laughs> <laughs> We've changed a lot of people's outlook on this movie really quickly. <laughs> um, before we talk about Gabra, let's talk very briefly about uh, Godzilla. So I think Godzilla is still using the same suit as Destroy All Monsters. But the problem is... Godzilla looks good. Because this movie is so heavily made out of stock footage, there's like three different Godzilla suits and three drastically different looking Godzilla suits that... He switches between shot to shot because anything new that they shot uses the destroy all monsters suit, but then some of it uses the suit from Abira, some of it uses the suit from Son of Godzilla, which looked very, very different. Um, and I think one or two of the underwater shots even used the suit from like Ghidorah the three headed monster, uh, which they they held on to and re since it was in worse shape, they used it for a lot of the underwater you know, scenes because they didn't want the nice new suits to get damaged. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, that's very uh, distracting, unfortunately, in a way that Godzilla has not been up to this point to me. And there's Gabra. And I mean, I've said I'm team Gabra. I really like Gabra. I really like Gabra's design. Got this kind of Japanese ogre thing going on that is a really mm -hmm. interesting look. Um, I really like the eyes are very intense. He has a very unique and weird roar that John said would, would like, haunt his like nightmares. Laughter. Yeah. 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 I hate it. It sounds, sounds like, sounds like, it sounds like a billy goat had just done like, a, had just like snorted a line of ants. <laughs> like that's the best way I can describe well. it. I mean, it is, it's, it's like, it's an upsetting kind of roar, but like, it's very memorable and it works perfectly for what they're trying to set up is this extremely unlikable, you know, gross, big bully monster. Um, it's certainly better than the donkey noises they use for Minya. God. Yeah. That's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this movie, directed by Ishiro Honda, uh, as mentioned before. Honda, look, we've had a couple of these where like we, we turn out to really like the movie, and then Honda's like, yeah, I don't feel great about how this one turned out. This is the exact opposite. Um, I don't like this movie, and Honda, Honda's proud of it. But I think that's because Honda's proud of like making a thing for kids. That's a, that's a thing you can't divorce from the situation. I'm not a kid, right? As a kid, I kind of liked the movie, but found it cheesy and hokey. I think largely because of the poor English dub of the movie, which was, oh my God. Um, but like Honda set out to make a kid's movie. 
about latchkey kids and about bullying and about standing up for yourself. And he did that. And he did that on almost no budget. And, yeah. you know, he's he's happy with the work he churned out for what it was, which I think is important to keep in context that he was, again, not making a big blockbuster, but, you know, a children's movie for a film festival. Um, yeah. You know, I'm going to give him that. We've got to talk. I, I, before, before we go on, we've already talked about this. Is, this is going to be the last thing before we talk about how we feel about this movie. But I've just I've got a call out to make. I need I need to take the stand. Um, Please. We're, we're canceling a motherfucker today. Uh, so this movie, I know that a lot of these movies were dubbed in Hong Kong. Right. And that was my thought going into this movie. I'm used right. to the often bad kind of stilted, awkward dubs because it's Hong Kong actors, you know, who are multilingual speaking English, uh, you know, because they were cheap labor to get these dubbed over. I, if I remember correctly, like RKO was was infamous for doing that. But I was looking into this movie because this movie was real bad. Like, I remember thinking, like, this is rough. And John was like, this is this is racist. You were telling me early in the movie, yeah. you were like, this is not, you're like, I'm not comfortable with this. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I do. Yeah. And I was like, well, I think it's a Hong Kong dub, but I looked it up while we were watching to confirm because I like to be as accurate as possible. And this fucking movie was dubbed at writer sound studios in Hollywood, California with the translation and, and, and voiceover work overseen by one Riley Jackson. Mr. Riley Jackson, I am coming for your ass. What in the <laughs> fuck was going on with this fucking movie? What in God's name made you think that you could go full Mickey Rooney and breakfast at Tiffany's, which is a, a reference I know I continue to make because it's one of these singularly like most anti-Asian, like, racist moments in American cinema. Breakfast at Tiffany's was what year? God, um, I can look it up if you want. 1961. Okay. Okay, okay. So, yeah, it's fair for me to keep saying, because we're now, this movie was brought to the U.S. in 1971, so this is a, a full 10 years after Breakfast at Tiffany's. And this dude, this man must have bought five tickets to Breakfast at Tiffany's just for the Mickey Rooney scenes <laughs> like this truly fucking disgusting, unwashed ass maidenless. Hope you never reproduce fucking energy. Riley fucking Jacks. I looked up this man's IMDb page. I was going to I'm telling you, if it was possible, I would have. <laughs> what in the shit? The only merciful thing is his IMDb page is very short. He did not get a hand in very many movies, presumably because a crowd of Asian Americans and <laughs> it's the only so. acceptable response. If the message of this movie is to fight back against your bullies, Riley fucking Jackson is a bully and every Asian American in his neighborhood deserved a, a, at least one good. I am. I am. What the <laughs> fuck? 
Yeah, I like clicked through the English version and like I like I said, I had to do like a double take. I was like, there's no fucking way that these kids sound like this in this movie. There's no way. Jesus fucking Christ. Like I'm <laughs> John. I, I, so I was gonna say, like I so 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 when the so when they first started talking, like like and it really hit me. Like it really I'm not even comfortable like when, like like doing an impression because it's no, that I'm deeply racist. Not. Like no, like I would have to take really, myself out back. Like it really hit me when the two thieves started talking. Oh like I was like, man, I was like, oh God, this is uh this is um mm. and uh and, and, and so now Derek, now that you've now that we've learned because because we were under the impression while we were watching it. That this was dubbed in Hong Kong, right? Right, and it's like I'm not going to judge people for whom English is not their first language on their pronunciation but, and inflections in English. But, but no, this shit was done in the in California, in true California yeah. liberal fashion, like <laughs> just the most deeply fucking race. This motherfucker probably thought he was so cool. Oh my god, I'm so. I'm so done with Riley fucking Jackson and Ryder Sound Studios. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I bet this motherfucker, if he's alive today, I bet he would have voted for Obama for a third term. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh, I hate this man. I, I hate this man so much. Like, it's actually oh. more, my feelings on this movie are more powerfully affected by that revelation than by my sleep paralysis demon, Minya. <laughs> this is why it's been so important for me when we started Castle Bravo to watch every one of these movies that we could in their Japanese versions. And why I think um, every movie after this one I have sourced Japanese versions of, unless it's a, a Hollywood movie, right? The 1998 Godzilla is going to be the American version. The legendary ones are going to be the American versions. But um, we'd seen a couple English versions. They've all been rough. And this is really the point that really brought me to a head of exactly how damaging and racist many of these American versions of these movies were and how much they fed into uh, anti-Asian stereotypes in terms of, you know, goofy voices and, and, and uh, you know, speech impediments and so on and so forth. Uh, and, uh, like, I'm, I'm embarrassed that this was a part of my childhood, and I'm glad we're now going back and recorrecting it and seeing the original versions of a lot of these movies and, and seeing them for the, the work that went into them basically instead of the the cheap things that they were turned into to fill hollywood video store shelves i'm mad y'all <laughs> i'm just i'm just like deflated yeah like like i i don't ever make me do this again so here's the good thing okay you have sat through not only what is generally considered the worst godzilla movie of all time uh and a truly awful racist version of that as well um but as a reward you're coming back in season four 
for one of the most beloved and highly respected Godzilla movies of all time. That's fantastic, Derek, because I cannot do this again. You are coming um, back for I, a movie that is known by fans as GMK, Godzilla Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. It's a stupidly long title, um, so that's why people just call it GMK, but it is a, a, a fantastic mm. standalone film that is a, a really impressive piece of practical effects work for its time, uh, a very serious story, and very interesting. I told you, that's the one where Godzilla is a vessel for all the souls of American and Japanese soldiers who died in the Pacific during World War II. He wasn't already? No, no. Godzilla was originally just a a representation of, uh, you know, atomic power gone wrong and the bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Um, But, like, in that movie, Godzilla is literally full of ghosts. And it's pretty fucking sick. But we'll get to that in like two fucking years. For now, we're here. How do y'all feel about this movie? Where's our final? Ask me that fucking question. (laughs) Negative. (laughs) I'm trying my best not to feel about this movie, honestly. You know goddamn well how I feel about this movie. So, uh, Derek, I got to tell you, um... The night we watched that, which was, uh, it was what, like uh, it's Wednesday night? Yeah. Wednesday yeah. night. Last Wednesday, we, we watched the movie. Um, I was real sad uh, after, we, after, we, after we watched the movie. I, I poured myself a double, <laughs> um, and I went outside, and it was like, let's say it was like 21 degrees out. I went outside barefoot um, and stood in the grass. And I drank my double because I, I was conducting an experiment, Derek. I wanted to see whether or not I could even feel pain and discomfort. Whether or not winter's anymore. bite would like, even affect you anymore. And so I, I stood there in the, in the wet grass uh, at night in 20-degree weather, drinking my double uh, with no, no shoes or socks on, just standing in the grass. Um, as you do, and, you fucking hillbilly. Well, n- I normally don't do that. See, that's the thing. Like, I normally don't do that. I was testing myself to see if I could still feel. Um, and after a while, after a while, finally, the, the, like, I, I started to feel pain in my feet after about maybe three hours. Uh, three hours? Three hours. Um, and at that Wait, point... Were you out there for three hours? Oh, yeah. And then I, I started crying. Because I knew that, I knew that I, I, I knew that no matter how, <laughs> I, I was relieved. It was, it was, it was, they were tears of relief because I, I thought to myself, my humanity's still here. Um, I can still feel, I can still, I can still feel pain and sorrow. And uh, so I can't, I, I wept a little bit. I came back inside and I collapsed into Vicky's arms, just sobbing. Um, and she said, honey, what's wrong? And, I said, I, I said, I'm, it's, it's, it's still me. I, I was so afraid that I'd lost an essential part of myself tonight, but I'm, I'm still here. I'm, it's still me. And the dogs ran up to me and, and they didn't know what was going on. Um, Vicky didn't know what was going on, but, but she was happy that, you know, I was still, I was still fundamentally who I woke up that morning as. Um, although I will say that as I went to sleep that night, I had like you know foot warmers on to to kind of like fight off the frostbite. 
uh, that had set in from standing in the grass. I thought to myself long and hard. I, I, I thought, you know, even though I, even though I, I feel like I passed the test and I, you know, I fundamentally, I fundamentally remained John. I still feel like the John that, the John that sat down at that computer to watch that movie, sort like, I don't want to say died, but, but sort of, I guess, faded away into the ether. And the John that reemerged an hour and 10 minutes later um, was a little wiser, a little more uh, introspective, um, a little sadder, uh, but also, at the end of the day, a little more hopeful because I figured no matter what I do with my life, nothing could be as, as, as gut-wrenching and painful as that experience was. And I want to warn everyone out there who might consider watching Godzilla's Revenge uh, in the future. What will happen to you is, in fact, Godzilla's Revenge. I don't know what we did to deserve it. I don't know, I don't know why he decided to... I don't know why he decided that we deserved this. I don't know why he decided that we we needed this, but he it's it's out there. And I I want you to know that that there are I've started a support group. Um you can it's uh it's uh survivors of godzilla's revenge.org. Um there's a forum you can visit other people like you who have watched this movie can 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 post and uh and you know, like Talk each other through their troubles. Um, uh, it's a safe space for anybody who has who has experienced. Um, uh, you know, can't even. My brain has actually blocked the memory of of that creature's name. I'm gonna buy survivors um, of Godzilla's Revenge dot com and just redirect it to your Twitter profile. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, if you're on Twitter and you're hearing this, you can always and you've seen Godzilla's Revenge and you're and you think it might be in the room with you. At any given time, uh, let me know. We'll first call the authorities. Tell them that Godzilla's revenge is somewhere in the house. <laughs> you don't know where. Uh, and lock, you know, lock yourself in a secure room. Uh, and um, shoot me a DM. I can, I can help you talk. I can help talk you. That's how I feel about Godzilla. Charlotte, did you have an existential crisis? No. <laughs> I just, just sure, no, it's just like, a no, bad I just movie. really fucking hated it. <laughs> yeah. It sucked, I, but I, I'm okay. I will fully admit, um, while I did not question my humanity, um, there was a part of me that worried that when I went to sleep that night, I would open my eyes in the dream world and I would see Mina waiting for me on Monster Island. <laughs> and I'm just glad that didn't happen. Um, I re-edited this movie uh, because there was no like Blu-ray release of Godzilla's Revenge, the American cut. So I went through the process of like recutting and putting the new audio, tra- like remastering the audio track. Um, you know, somebody out there had done like a an HD re-edit that had like a recreation of the opening and ending credits that I that I cribbed alongside like footage from a Japanese. Like I I put work into creating. Going to destroy bl- it, right? I I don't think I can. Because I think it contains a part of my soul now. So oh, I have okay. the world's only Blu-ray quality copy of the English version of this movie. Um, and I don't like that. But here we are. I'm going to lock it away. Do we have anything else? 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> that, thank fucking God, is a wrap on this episode. Thank you all so much for joining us on our journey so far. John, you got any pluggables? Uh, yeah, actually, everything I use, uh, my computer, my PlayStation Shut the 5, fuck up. Um, Social media links. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you can follow me at Magitech Dad, uh, where I talk about video games and bully bad people. Um, and you can also find me uh, therapy for having watched Godzilla's Oh, God. Same. You can follow us on Twitter, maybe for not much longer, for more of our sparkling personalities. I'm at Derby City Derek. I'm at Vicero Complex. Um, we didn't do one of these um, last time. No, we time. gave up. Yeah, so I didn't get to spell it because I only do it on odd-numbered episodes. I'm not spelling Yeah, we got to stick to the odd numbers, episode. right. Yeah. And you can follow the show itself at Castle Bravo Pod for production updates. Take care, everyone. Don't watch Godzilla's Revenge. Castle Bravo is a production of Derek Van Dyke and Charlotte Landale. All editing is performed by Derek Van Dyke. Special thanks to Kyrie Lamont for our art assets and to David Van Dyke for our theme song, Pools of Memory. <laughs>